This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill and Mark. I'm not Bill and Mark. I'm Bill with Mark. <laughs> really? so I, maybe I'm both. I don't know. I probably should be. Probably both of us. I'll just hey. handle all your problems. Yeah. Just bring them on to me. Might no, well. you know we're going to talk about Romans one because uh, one, this is the kind of stuff that I see perhaps gaining more traction, and sometimes maybe things are out there, and you just start kind of picking up or noticing. It's kind of like you hear a word. And, you, and you're like, I never heard that word before. Guaranteed, you're going to hear it three more times that day. Mm. You know, I've never heard yeah. that word before, but as soon as you're aware of it, you do hear. Yes. But uh, what I'm seeing is people talking about, oh, I need to go into the woods to get guidance. I need to, mm. you know, find divinity in the trees. <laughs> I saw two birds, this color and this color, and that means I'm on the right track. And they're actually looking to nature. They're looking to the creation instead of the creator. So I would like to talk about that because it is such a big thing. I mean, people, uh, you'll see uh, on people's names sometimes, like they'll make a big deal of what their sign is. Yeah. Right. So horoscope, uh, there's a belief out there. The stars are guiding us. Oh, hey, right now it's Mercury retrograde. So communication might not be that good. And I just heard so much nonsense. I guess to me, why would you trust in the, I guess you would call sovereignty of those things and not just trust in a God that's in control of these things? You know, this is just so nonsensical to me that I, I just can't understand it, you know? Well, so I'm I mean, glad have, you're going to talk about it. I have right? a couple ideas for that. I mean, I think one is the fact that there's no accountability when you make it up yourself. Great point. Um, there are plenty of people that mm-hmm. are one third of America right now uh, considers themselves 18 to 35, at least one third would consider themselves non-religious. So they're not committed to any religion, but then they'll say, oh, you know, I quote some Buddhism, some Hindu, a little of this. I mean, they, they, they'll build little altars. It's not that they don't have any kind of spirituality. It's just that they're it's misguided. Yeah. They're looking for it in all the, all the wrong places. Yeah. And man, it's pretty high percentage, 20 or more percent now that they don't know if there's a God, like, I don't really, they doubt the existence of God. So as that increases more and more, you see these other things because people are still searching. They're seeking. Yeah. Why wouldn't you uh, seek God? I mean, that was a great question. I think, I think you, you nailed it with the accountability though. You know, I don't have to be accountable to a tree. Right. You know, um, but we are going to have to be accountable to God. That's going to happen. It's harder to, to be a Christian in some ways, I think some people have seen bad examples of Christians mm-hmm. and they see Christians say some really like outlandish stuff. I mean, we've all heard that. I mean, yeah. and then you'll blame all churches all because one maniac said something really weird. And then you're going to say, oh, that's just what Christians believe, which isn't true. No. It's not true of anyone. I mean, you shouldn't characterize every Democrat by the craziest Democrat you can find. You shouldn't right. characterize every Republican by the craziest yep. Republican you can find. And you can't characterize churches by the craziest Christian you can find. And I think it's unfair. And I think that we do do that. But Mm -hmm. it says that the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth for what they can, what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it 
to them for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse for though they, they know God, they don't honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they become futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts become darkened. And one of the things that it says there is that it's been plain to them, but they suppress the truth by their unrighteousness. Now, the idea of suppressing the truth would be like taking a, let's say, a beach ball full of air into a pool and submerging it. It's constantly wanting to come up to the surface. It actually requires energy to hold a beach ball full of air underwater it takes some doing. And what it's saying is the truth actually is out there for everyone to see. We're literally suppressing it. We're literally holding it under so that it can't come up to the surface that's because right. we don't want to see it. So they suppress because they want to do the wrong things because that's their, th- their their game, I guess, their, their jam, as some people say. Yeah. They just want to go their own way. So they're actually suppressing the truth that should be visible to them. Yeah, and they're making a clarion call to get rid of anything that has to do with absolute truths. Right. Even our Constitution, for example, right now, there's a there's a movement out there to try and get rid of this ancient document. What is it, 230 right. years old or something? Right. You know, This ancient document that's not applicable to today's culture. Really? You know what I mean? That, no, these things are applicable. Absolutely. Yeah, freedom's always and, applicable. And, and, and same thing, right. same thing. With our scriptures, they're right. trying to minimize absolute truth, whatever way they can. And as soon as you get rid of truth, you get rid of freedom. Right. Truth is a byproduct. Our freedom is a byproduct of being in the truth. Right. No doubt about it. Well, it, let's talk about the truth of God and, and whether there's any document or not. I mean, this is talking about undocumented. This is talking about mm-hmm. words that aren't written down anywhere but information that's plain, it says, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. God has made himself known. The Absolutely. When you go into nature, the one thing that you should be able to recognize is complexity. You should be able to recognize design. And that's where I, I wonder sometimes, do you guys really, I mean, did every animal just evolve with eyeballs? By accident, and it came from this this material, this substance, right. just floating out there somewhere that just all of a sudden came together and made our right. heart. I, I thought and about made our this, kidneys you, and made our right. digestive system and in our ears and our eyes and our brain and the way it works and our not only that but our relatability to one another, right. our emotions, our and it all came from this material substance that's out there floating around one at some point. It's not by random the chance. case. It, to, to believe that we would be here by random chance would be like believing that you could recreate the Mona Lisa in a paintball gunfight. Mm-hmm. If you shot enough paintballs against a canvas, it would eventually one would turn out to be over a billion zillion times that one would turn out to be the Mona Lisa. I would say, okay, well, let, what if I give you that? I'll just give you that and say, yes, you could recreate the Mona Lisa in a paintball fight and just by random, somehow by accident, create a beautiful design painting. My next question would be, but how do you explain every painting in the world? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because not every painting in the world. How do you explain every bird, every bear, every cat, every dog, every animal, every every aquatic life form? How do you explain all? 
all of it. Are, are you saying that everything's by random chance? Because I, you know, I, th- I look at the animals around me. I see the possums running around and raccoons and squirrels. And, you know, of course we have cats running around on the property and ev- they're all different, but they all have some things basic in common. They mm-hmm. breathe air. Mm-hmm. They have eyes to see. They have ears to hear. They have mm-hmm. noses to smell. They have that sense of, of taste and they have innate nature. They have some form of intelligence. They all have a brain. It's incredible. It is incredible. <laughs> and to think that all this by random chance somehow just happened, it's it's extremely far-fetched. So I look at this stuff and say, yeah, God has made it known for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made so that they are without excuse. And so I look at God. He's saying, listen, this is what you should know. My eternal power and divine nature are part of what I've made. My my personality, the, the personality of God, comes through in the intense beauty of what mm-hmm. he has made. Just like mm-hmm. if you were to write something or if you were to write a song or you to your personality would come out in that. Absolutely. If I'm going to be a photographer, yeah. my personality, Lindsay is producing as a photographer, her personality is going to come out. As she mm-hmm. said, you know, hers would be different than some other photographers mm-hmm. like her style. Why? Well, one personality is one, one personality is another. God's personality is coming out in nature. So I see people and they're like, I'm going out into the woods today, you know, because this is where they look to find peace. This is where they look to find answers. Um, I want to find, you know, connect with divinity. I'm like, okay, well, what what exactly are you looking for? Are you thinking the trees are divine? Right. Or because he says one of the problems that they're having is that they actually are worshiping later on, they are worshiping the creation yep. instead of the creator. And that becomes where we become foolish is when we're starting to worship a tree and not the one who made the tree. Mm. I'm going to worship a life form. I'm going to worship the planet. I'm going to somehow worship this mother nature, not understanding that this is all set apart because some people actually believe that this, whatever mother nature is setting things in their path and in their way and pointing out and guiding them, which that's not where I look for answers. Not at all. Because they won't, here's the key, Mark, they won't acknowledge God because they won't acknowledge God. It says their futile minds became darkened. And it's just the, the inability to thank God, the inability to say, God, you know what? I thank you for this life. I thank you for the family I have. I thank you for the job I have. I thank you for the food that I eat. I thank you for the country that I live in. I'm thank, I'm going to acknowledge you. And part of acknowledging God is thankful. And even as Christians, sometimes I wonder, are, do we really acknowledge God? I mean, do we really say thank you, God enough? Yeah. Right. I don't think so. Not enough. Right. I mean, we can never say it enough. I mean, my goodness. Um, they did not give thanks to him. It says it right there in verse 21. They knew God. They didn't honor him. They didn't give thanks to him. So when you're going in the woods and you're worshiping two birds, and you wouldn't use the word worship, but if you're looking to the birds and you're, or you're looking to the stars or you're looking to the trees, you're not honoring God. You're honoring the tree. You're not honoring, right? You're not giving thanks to God. You're giving thanks to a tree. Mm. God is the one who can direct. God is the one who can answer prayer. God yeah. is the one who can help you. So to me, to come into these situations or to, or to come into nature and not acknowledge, wow, what a beautiful world. God, you're awesome. You're incredible. 
it is a mistake. Absolutely, because right. here's the thing. Uh, back in the prophets, I can't even remember right now off the top of my head, but it's it was talking about you are putting your hope in something that's going to be burned up as stubble. You know, like the 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 wood, for example, that you're 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 bowing down to as an idol. Right. They're going to burn that at some point. It's going right. to be burned up. Right. Why are you even putting your hope in something like that? It's right. not eternal. It doesn't talk back right. to you. You have to it's fasten dun- it down so it doesn't go anywhere. Exactly. Why not right. put your hope in the living God? You know, verse um, verse 25, verse 25 of Romans 1, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Right. Why are we doing that? Why, right. why can't we just embrace the truth of God that he is the creator, that he actually, you are on his mind. Right. He is, he's, his the thoughts toward us, we can't even fathom. Right. You know, he you, thinks about us. He thought through our life. He created us for a purpose, a plan. That tree didn't create you. Right. He, that tree has no purpose for right. you. You serve the <laughs> creature. Yeah. And not the creator who has been blessed forever. Amen. You're, to me, there are a couple of ways you can worship creation and not the creator. Uh, you can worship people. You can make people your idol. Yeah. I think sometimes people make themselves their idol. That's why there is a narcissistic tendencies with people. Mm-hmm. You see it in constant pictures of themselves, constant yeah. Yeah. puffing themselves up. When I'm going out, I, I'm big on putting people in places, like putting mm-hmm. people in beautiful places to show the scene or to show the beauty. You're hoping to communicate some of God in that yeah. and just showing what's out there. Guys, there's a lot of beauty because I do believe that that handiwork of God is constantly testifying of him. I agree with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to worship myself. Like, I don't want to put myself up as a top thing and that I'm the most yeah. important uh, thing in this world or that somehow this universe is surrounding mm-hmm. or circulating around me. Like, no. I don't want to think about, think that. You worship status. Right. I could start to worship, like, yeah. who you are, like, right. what you're trying to become, all of that. You can start to worship that, no doubt about right. it. Like, that becomes your main focus. When we right. say worship, that becomes what you are mainly focused on. All your effort, all your attention is going to go to that thing. Right. You know? Yeah, draw attention to me. Uh, we could certainly worship other people and those other people could become a huge distraction in our walk with God because all of a sudden we're way more concerned about what so-and-so thinks about us than we are God. You see this and with this relation- a big deal. Yeah, you see this with relationships a lot, like becoming unequally yoked, for example, right. where where like this more bad company corrupts good morals, you know, right. and you start worshiping this relationship that you're a part of, you know, whether it's infatuation or whatever. And you lose marriages, you yeah, lose friendships, right. you lose right. your your you lose your way. Period. You right. know, and because this thing starts to consume everything about right. you. you know? Yeah, you can be if you get too much of an emotional attachment to yep. certain people, you're you're way worried about what they think, and you cease to be worried about what God thought. Now, I don't know how they got this into my head, but when I was a kid, because I don't remember anyone really talking about it per se, except there's a sin that leads unto death or something like that. And, you know, I definitely mm-hmm. didn't want to step into that one. Uh, but I would think about God. I would, and then if your friends were saying, Hey, let's do drugs or let's go party or let's you be thinking, I don't think that's what God wants me to do. So right. I'm not going to do it. And you always had that concern with what God thought. You always had that in your mind. Well, I don't want to come across like this, even in comments I would make, you know, I, I never want to come across as, prideful or I don't need mm-hmm. God. God says he's mm-hmm. going to, you know, knock you down a few 
notches if you think you're all that, right? You yeah. know, because I'm going to bring down the prideful and exalt the humble. So, I mean, even in that kind of stuff, you you think about God and he's on your mind. Yeah. And because he's on your mind, that allows light to flow in from him. These people are in darkness. They wind up doing terrible things. I mean, the things that he talks about these people doing are absolutely yeah. awful. And, and they're doing awful things because they have no... It all comes back to they won't acknowledge God. I think, Bill, right. I think it was Blaise Pascal that said, um, every one of us has a God-shaped hole within us. And what will happen is, is you, if you're not filling that God-shaped hole with God, you're going to try to fill it with something else. Right. To try to get your emotional stability or your spiritual highs or right. whatever you want to call it. My encouragement would be just to, just to get rid of all that other stuff you're trying to fill it with, relationships, drugs, whatever it is, fill it with God. Right. He's the only one that's going to fill that hole, you know? What What if we really did live, I mean, and, and try to do this, we're going to honor God and we're going to give him thanks as God, and we're going to serve the creator in what we do and just say every day, well, God, I'm not really going to worry about what everyone else says. What do you think? Yeah. Because I think two, two people are caught up with, well, yeah, but I don't want to say that because then they'll be mad at me and I don't want to do this because then, and any one of us can fall prey to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't really want to take this stand because then this person will be mad or I don't want to say this because mm-hmm. this person, I'm not talking about being, you know, belligerent or ignorant about stuff, but just in, just being willing to admit, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm a follower and yeah. put up and a verse you, from time to time. When you do that, isn't this your experience? I'm sure it is. When you start serving the Lord, when you start worshiping with all your heart, when you start making him the focus of your life, you will become more fulfilled than you've ever realized before. Like you are, your life becomes fulfilled. Meaning starts to happen. Purpose starts to be realized in your life. You start to go, wow, God really does love me. He actually did have a purpose for me and does have a purpose for me right now. I'm living that out now as I serve him, as I, as I worship him, you become fulfilled in your life. Well, yeah, I would say that absolutely. I mean, Mm -hmm. because we're meant to be in relationship with God. So Jesus Christ said, I came to give life and give it to the full. You know, he wants Mm -hmm. us to have an abundant life, a satisfying life, right? One that makes us happy. Not saying just your personal do whatever happiness, but I mean, truly just a, a sense of joy and peace. Where I see people, again, is you're not going to find the answers, per se, in yoga or looking within. I've seen a lot of people say that kind of stuff. You know, just you be you. Look look inside for the answers. I don't look at answers from within. I look for, for answers me, from without. In other words, I see, I see information. I see light as coming from outside of myself you know, from God that I need a true connection. And so when I have questions about life or I'm wondering, or you feel stressed out, you go and pray to God and God mm-hmm. helps you through those times. Mm-hmm. And that's been my experience over and over if, and over again. You, God's going to help me through this time. I think Bill, if you have something or somebody that you're going to, to be that, that object of your worship and that thing never once gives you an answer that you don't like, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> because God will tell you, right. no, don't right. let unwholesome things come right. out of your mouth. No, don't be unkind to that person. No, this and that. He's going right. to sharpen you. He's going to correct you, right? Well, so, so. <laughs> well, I'll give you one tip before we close the show. This is what I find. And I'm, I'm on Instagram primarily. So that's where I see most of the stuff that I see. Most of the people that are offering guidance constantly are the people in most need of help. Mm. I Mm. see this regularly. The people that are always saying, 
I need, you know, this and that and trying to give guidance. I'm like, yes, you're the people that are talking about it all the time because you're actually the ones who need the most help. We who have the answers, we who have the full, like, we're not talking a lot about you need to do this. You need to do because we're, we're kind of there. So Mm -hmm. I think you need to acknowledge or recognize there are a lot of people out there spouting off who claim to be wise. Oh yeah. They really don't have the answers, but they're, they're claiming to have those answers. So a lot of times you're, you're in trouble and I'll leave with this. Then a lot of times these people are, they, they say they have answers, but they're constantly in struggle. They're yeah. constantly sad. So, so they're here, constantly stressed out. If what you were doing was really working, why are you constantly talking about yeah. it? Yeah, right? I, I agree with that a hundred percent. And there's a scripture that would back that up where it says, um, "You're ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of truth." Right, and that's not a good thing. That's not that a is good not a good thing. thing. Don't ever replace the truth for right. lie. God has given us an unbelievable resource right. called the Bible. It is absolute truth. Right. No doubt about it. Right. I've experienced that truth in my own life. It set me free. Right. And now I worship the living well, God. Here's what I see here. Not all Christians, a few Christians will they'll come to church because we can do these things too. Every week they go to church, it was life changing. My life changed. <clears throat> go to church the next week. Emotions are filled Oh man, my life changed. That was such a life changing event. And I hear this, I hear this, I hear this. And I start to think from my logical little brain that's between my ears, how many times did your life need to change? You know what I'm saying? Mm. If your life is changing every single week, I would say, man, you don't have it together Mm. at some point. Like I don't have to go through a complete life change every single week to walk with God. Mm. I might need to work on a few things and Hey, Bill, work on your attitude. Bill, you need to pray more. But Life change. My life is just so changed today. Every day, every time I'd be like, you know what? You need to solidify in the word of God. You need to anchor yourself here and start walking the truth. Because if if you're just looking for some high every week and that's your idea of life change, I, that's not what we're talking about. So even Christians, Mm -hmm. you know, we can, we need to be careful too. But again, if your life is changing all the time, if you're constantly having problems, I would start looking at what I'm doing where I'm heading, where I'm looking for truth, what my source is. Romans 1 is a great chapter. Book of Romans is a great book. I encourage you to read it. You guys all have a great and an awesome week.